Good morning. I must apologize. I'm just finishing my breakfast. There's nothing like sun-dried locusts and wild honey in the morning. Would you agree? It's delicious. Why do you look at me as though I am strange? It is lawful. Leviticus 11:22 says, and I quote, you may eat locusts of any kind, kitty dits, grasshoppers, and crickets. Would you like to have a bite? They're juicy. No? All right. To each his own. I'm sorry, I haven't even I haven't even introduced myself. My name is John, son of Zechariah. Many of you may know me as John the Baptizer or John the Baptist. I know what some of you are thinking. What's a good Baptist boy doing in a Lutheran church? <laughs> well, let me begin by telling you my story. As I mentioned, my father is Zechariah, priest of the people of Israel. And my mother is Elizabeth, both God-fearing people who serve the Lord with all of their heart. However, my mother Elizabeth was barren, unable to have children, which broke both of my parents' heart. My parents served the Lord with fervor their entire lives, and I remember them telling me the story of the day that my father, Zechariah, was chosen by Lot to offer incense in the temple. The people were gathered outside of the temple, and they were praying as my father entered the temple, and as he did, there appeared before him an angel. He told me later that it was the most frightening an amazing thing he had ever seen. The angel said, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for the Lord has heard your prayer. Indeed, your wife Elizabeth will have a son, and you will name him John. He will be great before the Lord. He will never touch wine, for he will be filled with the Holy Spirit from the womb. My father couldn't believe his ears. Could this be true after all of these years that they would have a child? For my father was old and my mother, well, she was not young. So my father asked the angel, How can I be sure of this? For I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. Could this be true? And the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of the Lord, and I have been appointed to proclaim to you good news. But since you have not believed my words, you will be silent until the day that this happens. And with that, the angel disappeared. Outside the temple, the people were becoming concerned that my father was taking so long and were wondering what had happened. When my father left the, the temple and came out amongst the people. They asked him what happened, and he could not speak. But they could see the radiance in his face that something had happened, that he indeed he had seen a vision, a sign from the Lord. And it was not long after this that my mother was with child, and they rejoiced. About six months after 
My mother received a message from her cousin Mary of Nazareth. And she came and visited my mother. And she said, something has happened. And she told her story of how an angel had appeared to her and told her that she would be with child even though she was still a virgin. My mother said that at that moment that I leapt within her womb. And she said, Mary, Mary, nothing is impossible for God. Look at me, I am old and I am now with child at the power of the Lord. And the Lord will do for you exactly what he has said he would do for you. On the day of my birth, all the people were gathered around and they were asking my mother, what are you going to call him? They were thinking Zechariah after my father. But my mother said, no, his name is John. This puzzled everyone, for John was not a name in my family line. And so they turned to my father, who still could not speak, and they asked him, what is his name? And he motioned for something to write on, and what he wrote was, in large letters, his name is John. And with that, the Lord opened his mouth, and he began to praise the Lord for all the wonderful things that God had done. I will admit, growing up was not easy for me. From the very beginning, I was filled with the fire of God and His Spirit was strong within me. I had a passion for the Lord's holiness and purity. When I saw injustice and unrighteousness, I cried out against it. People didn't understand. How could this young boy be so bold as to speak out against them? Many of them called me crazy or, or possessed. <laughs> Indeed, I was possessed by the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. My elders thought me irreverent. Children would taunt me and make fun of me, even throwing sticks and stones to the point that I needed to protect myself. And I began to, to, to wander off by myself into the wilderness of Judea. Sometimes days at a time, and then those grew into weeks until finally I took up residence in the wilderness. Yes, the environment is very harsh, but not nearly as harsh as living with people who did not understand me. I lived there for years until the day the Lord said, John, I have called you to prepare the way for my Messiah. I remember saying, Lord, how could I prepare the way for you? I, I'm a, a desert recluse. No one understands me. They think I'm crazy. But then the Lord reminded me of what the prophet Isaiah said. A voice calling from the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord. Every valley will be raised up. Every mountain lay made low. Every crooked path made straight. Every rough road made smooth. And the entire people will see my salvation. The Lord said, John, call my people to repentance. Call my people back to me. Call them to turn from their sin and turn to me. 
I said, Lord, I have no power. They will call me crazy. The Lord said, you are my chosen instrument to prepare the way for my Messiah. And so I began. I came out east from, uh, of the Jordan River, and I began to stand along the roadsides, and I began to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. <laughs> Most people ignored me. Some heckled, but each day, someone would respond. And so I would come back the next day and I would say the same thing. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. And more and more people responded. They would tell me, John, I am so thirsty for the Lord. I, 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 I feel so dirty because of what I've done and who I am. Could the Lord love me? Could the Lord forgive me? And so I would take them down to the Jordan River and I would baptize them and I would tell them, the Lord has forgiven you and the Lord has cleansed you. Live a new life. Before long, hundreds of people were coming out to listen to me. Me, this desert recluse, this man clad in, in camel's hair, eating locusts and wild honey. It's delicious, by the way. But I realized it was not me they were coming to hear. But they were coming to hear the word of the Lord. You see, it had been over 400 years since a prophet had been in the land of Israel and the people were hungry and thirsty for God's word and they were coming to me by the hundreds and the thousands. Many were coming to be cleansed, to be transformed. However, not everyone. There were some who had no interest in being transformed. They simply wanted to be shown as spiritual. They wanted to show that they were wise and they were joining the crowd, not to engage in their relationship with God, but to simply be shown before men as holy. <laughs> we can only see what's on the outside, but God can see what's on the inside. And God gave me insight into the hearts and the minds of many who came. Many of them were the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the, the religious leaders of our day who came only for show. I remember a group of them coming down to the waters of the Jordan one day and I could tell they came for no reason but, other, but to show themselves to others. And I cried out, you brood of vipers! Who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Do not say to yourself, we have Abraham as our father. For God is able to raise up from these stones children of God. <laughs> they were always looking at their own spiritual pedigree. Which tribe did they belong to? Which rules did they follow? On the outside they looked wonderful, but inside they were full of corruption. You see, God is gracious and merciful to all who humbly come to Him to receive His grace. But if we come self-sufficient and full of ourselves, we can receive nothing from God. 
as people were baptized and as they, they were experiencing the grace and mercy of God, they, they would say to me, John, now that we've been baptized, what shall we do? And I said, bear fruit that befits repentance. If you are someone who has two coats and you see someone who has none, share with him. Likewise, if you have food to spare, share with the one who has none. <laughs> Tax collectors, soldiers were coming to me. And they would say, what about us? What should we do? And I said, do your work righteously. Receive only what is right and be content with your pay. Little things that show that a heart has been transformed. People began to recognize that I had quite a following. They say, John, this is so powerful. God's Spirit is upon you. You, are you the Messiah? Are you the one that we have been waiting for? And I said, stop. I am only a man. I baptize you with water, but there is one who comes after me who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He is the one, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. The one. My cousin Jesus. The one Mary told my mother about years before. I remember the day when he came down to the Jordan and he asked me to baptize him. I said, Lord, would you have me baptize you? You should be baptizing me. But he assured me that this was right. And so I baptized him. And as he came up out of the water, I saw the heavens split open and the Holy Spirit descend upon him as a dove. And we all heard it. The voice from heaven that said this. This is my son, whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. Things changed after that day. People began to follow Jesus. My followers began to follow Jesus. And people would ask me, don't you see what is happening? Even your followers are following Jesus. And I said, of course. I am just the one to prepare the way. But he, he is the Messiah. Today, I have no followers, and I couldn't be happier. I have done my job. I have pointed others to Christ, and they are following him now. For he must increase, and I must decrease. How about you? What did you come out to see today? A man clad in camel's hair? perfect hair? <laughs> Do you recognize your need for a Savior? Or have you come simply for show? To show that this is important to you. You see, God can see clear through to our hearts. We can fool each other, but we cannot fool God. And He invites you and He invites me. Repent. Turn to me. Let me fill you, for I am the only one who can satisfy. 
I am the one to prepare the way. To point others to Christ and to the work that he did for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his son Jesus. That whosoever would believe in him will be forgiven and have life and life everlasting. My job is complete. I have pointed you to Jesus. And so I must be going. I've heard that Herod would like to speak to me. (laughs) Not exactly sure what he wants to talk about, but I'm not worried. (laughs) Nothing to lose your head over. As you anticipate, as you celebrate the birth of our Messiah, may you be filled with a fresh sense of his presence where you too can say, He is my Lord, and He is my Savior. Amen. Please join me as we prepare our hearts to give back to God who was first given to us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the presentation by John the Baptist. As you have prepared the way in our hearts, may we open up and let him in that his light and his peace would shine through us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Beautiful name it is, nothing compares to this.